Welcome back to a special edition of All Us Geeks, I guess. This is uh, an impromptu, <laughs> special, over-the-top, outrageous episode not to be missed. Have I over- oversold it enough yet? A little. A little. A little? I, I could go more. Well, I'm, I'm not that important. But <laughs> I, I, I like. I, I do enjoy the, uh, the, the attention. <laughs> All right. So I am safe and cozy in the Geek Compound, and I've got a Skype session up, and I am talking to somebody I haven't had a chance to talk to in a while, and it totally happened out of the blue, which is awesome. I love that kind of stuff. But Lance... AKA Undead Viking is joining me this evening. Say hello. Yeah, hey. and you hello and you're talking you you talk about that compound, man. I just I want to <laughs> I want a gaming compound. I don't I just like I said last time I think I think we we did one of these like like last year. Or no, we did this like in like February. February, or yeah, like right after yeah, Con of the a little after Con of the North was yeah, that right, right after the convention and convention, the convention and uh <laughs> Yeah, and I was like sitting in my little tiny, uh, little, my little tiny gaming lab, basically. But you have a compound with apparently groupies or followers. And, and <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> but it's, it's really cool. I like the idea of a gaming compound. But yeah, so, I mean, I remember at, at, at Con of the North, I impressed upon you that you needed to go to Gen Con again. And here you are. You're going to Gen Con again. So. We are. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm going. Uh, my co-host Jordan is coming with. So the Canadian is going to attend his first ever Gen Con. So that's does he have his passport? He does. He's, he's got his passport. And uh, I think he also is carrying a blackjack because he doesn't like to be touched. And I've been telling people to invade his personal space. So. <laughs> it, it has 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 the the United States government notified of his arrival. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, they're letting him stay, no matter how much I uh, I I keep pleading. Ah, well, it'll be excellent to to have a couple other people there that uh, you know to, to play some games with and uh, and to cruise around the the event area. Yeah, uh, which is kind of how all this kind of came up. I mean, uh, Lance and I. I reached out to Lance because, like I said, we haven't talked in a while, which is unfortunate. Which is silly because you live, you know, relatively close to me. I mean, yeah. like if I if I really wanted to, I could I could get to your house by midnight if I, I you know, <laughs> yeah, I could leave my house yeah. right now. So I was just like, you know, we we've got to hook up while we're at Gen Con, man. It's been a while, and, yeah. and all of a sudden out of nowhere, uh, some of it was mixed because I was actually talking Gen Con dates, and you're like, oh yeah, I could record Friday, and I was like, oh well, you know what, crap. I can too. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, okay. So you haven't been to Gen Con a while. You said it's been, what, about a good six years, you said? Oh, it's, uh, maybe not quite six, but it, yeah, it's, it's been, it, it was, you know when it was? It was when, um, the Game of Thrones card game was still, uh, CCG. Really? Yeah, wow. I, I used to help, uh, demo that and run the tournaments for it. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, last year was the very first Gen Con I'd ever been to, and it was amazing. Oh, really? I, see, that surprises me. I, I didn't realize that last year was your first one. It was. It was one of those things where you know I, I I had a buddy who always went, and he said it was always awesome. And I mean, I, I always thought the idea of it was really really cool, but I just couldn't. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't convince myself that 
you know, spending five hundred dollars alone just to get there, and then another like you know two hundred bucks on a hotel. You know, spending yeah. you know seven or fifty bucks just just to be there, and then add on everything else on top of it. You know, but then you know you you become you know the big big time uh, board game celebrity that I am, and, and and you just have to show up for your fans. It's I'm true. kidding. It's true. I'm kidding. No, no was, he's he's totally not. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was one of those things where. Um, you know, I, I made enough good friends in the in the uh, board game world that you know we kind of we talked about it and we said let's just let's just get a room. You know, and once you once you get that hotel room where there's you know there's four or five of you, so like you're only paying you know forty bucks a night instead of a hundred. You know, it starts knocking down the price and get some cheap airfare, and it's not that bad. So I mean, Gen Con, um, I'm for for those that care, and I'll, I'm at I'm at the uh, I'm at the Omni Center and with. Uh, mm. get this. Um, I'm, I'm staying with Joel Eddy, the drive-thru. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marco Arnado, you know, Marco Wargamer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, um, you probably don't know this last guy, Jason Meyer, but he's been writing a bunch of reviews on Board Game Geek. He's like the Keeper Purge guy, if you've read any of those reviews. He just, yeah, he's got, he's got close to a thousand games now and he's playing each and every one and he's reviewing it and whether or not he's going, basically, the games he doesn't want, he takes them, he's gonna put them in a pile and he's donating them to, uh, Different, different charities, different child charities and things like that. Oh, nice. you know? So there's like this, like reviewer nirvana that, that, <laughs> that we're going to have a room. But if last year is, is indicative of this year, then we, I won't be spending much time, uh, in the old, uh, in the room much. You know, it's <laughs> there because there's so many places just to sit down and play games. And that's just yeah. it. We, we, you know, we, we, we pick up all these new games and we play them immediately when we're there. And, and it's pretty fun, actually. So. But anyway, speaking of, yes, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what Lance and I decided to make the core topic, I guess, of this little conversation, since we were able to get together, is we thought we would uh, have a little conversation around uh, each of us picking maybe five games that uh, we're looking forward to either checking out or grabbing at Gen Con. So, Lance, you want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, I, I can. I mean, I did something like this. Um, if, if anybody listens to my other podcast that I do with the aforementioned Joel Eddy, uh, Joel and I, uh, kind of meticulously went through a good 70 or 80 different releases that are coming out. And we just talked about each one, whether or not it was something we had any interest in or not. But we didn't really specify. There's a couple in there that we said, yeah, it's an automatic pickup for me or things like that. But one of the very first stops, I'm pretty sure the first stop, when I get into the dealer hall, is going to be over to uh, AEG or Alderac Entertainment Group, if you want to call them that. And I'm going to head over there and I'm going to pick up a copy of Trains. You are you familiar with the game Trains? Yes. Okay. Um, Trains. If if you aren't, if you're living underneath a rock or something, uh, Trains uh, is a deck building game that kind of quasi ticket to ride, but not really. It's like a card game that you use to. You know, build up your little territories with the trains and it was released in Japan and Japan only. And, uh, it, it went over like gangbusters over there. Copies were at a premium. Like it's one of those little releases that unfortunately, like they print off like 500 or a thousand copies and that's it. And that's all that existed. And so of course, you know, it, it kind of gets everybody excited and people start trying to track it down. And at Essen, uh, last year, there was one booth that had something like 20 copies and they were selling it at some ridiculous price of like, you know, $100 or more, you know, just for uh, the game. And they sold out like in 15 minutes. It was, it was just gone. 
uh, as soon as they, they opened up their booth. And that was like the last, you know, 15, 20 copies that weren't already claimed in existence. But AEG got the deal for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not really a big train guy. I'm not a big train game guy. Yeah, neither am I. I know the theme is is really exciting. I mean, I, I, I I'm assuming you've played Ticket to Ride, yes. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's played Ticket to Ride. Right. And and Ticket to Ride's a you know it's it's you know whatever it's a rummy game with trains and with you know and and it's it's okay. I mean it's 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 definitely a great gateway game. But I mean, I've I've tried playing those like railways of you know the world, the railways of the U.S. and 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 steam and stuff like that, and and they're cool and all, but they just don't. I don't know. They don't. They don't hit my cylinders real well. But the idea of trains, just from the look of it, and from what I've read, as far as like uh, the, the reviews I've read and, and the things that I've seen, you know, it looks it looks really interesting, and, and it it just looks like a lot of fun to play. So yeah, there's crazy crazy buzz around it right now. Uh, well, I mean, that's it, just gonna it it's gonna fly at Gen Con. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, and, and AEG, they're going to ship in tons of copies. It isn't going to be one that, uh, is going to run out, in my opinion. And then again, what do I know? But <laughs> the big reason, and to stop by AEG, though, and pick it up is because AEG last year, they had these giant bags to promote Smash Up. Mm-hmm. And if you were there, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, um, picture a hardcore, super reinforced bag that's about like, four feet tall and like three feet wide. And you, you'll be able to like, people were stuffing like, you know, five, six, seven games in that. And they were able to carry them all around. And I was lucky enough to actually, um, I, I, I got to go to eat lunch, uh, with, uh, Todd Roland, who is name dropping here. Todd Roland, the, the uh, <laughs> kind of like basically the, the big wig at AEG. And, and I got to play test a few, uh, games and what have you. And one of the really cool things was that, uh, he said that the, he he loved seeing the bags. The bags was his big idea, and he loved it because of the fact that uh, you know people were like like he's he he said look that's the best advertising I could possibly have because people are all everybody's carrying these giant bags with their name on them and stuff like that and and they'll have them again. So my my advice to you if you're going to Gen Con and you're interested in any of the games that AEG is coming out with, go there buy one and get that bag because it is invaluable as far as being able to carry your crap around. Well, you know what? I will piggyback on you and go ahead and give another AEG one that I'm kind of looking forward to. Can I guess? Can I guess? I bet you can. Uh, maximum Throwdown. No. Oh, I, but sure. I gotta say, I mean, a- AEG has got some just some uh, a decent amount of stuff coming out that uh, all of it looks pretty good. What you should have guessed, and you should have guessed from kind of the north, <laughs> probably is uh, Smash Up. The obligatory Cthulhu set. Well, I didn't think you were just going to go uh, expansion style. Well, not always. Uh, although I got to say, I, there are quite a few expansions I am looking forward to. But uh, I, I do enjoy Smash Up. I think it's a fun little game, and of course, I'm all for anything Cthulhu usually. So this is it's one of those games where it's like they could go any anywhere they want to go. And it fits into the game, right? I mean, it doesn't matter what the faction is. And I kind of like that about it. And I kind of like mixing and matching the the different factions and stuff. So when they announced the Cthulhu set, I was like, I'm there. Let me let me have one of those. <laughs> That's I, I really enjoy playing Smash Up and I and I and I like the hell out of the game. Um one of the best things about Smash Up is the fact, like you said, it can just they can take it anywhere they want. And they can go to any 
pop culture reference they want, uh, and even just make up their own pop culture reference if they want. And, uh, and it'll work, you know, yeah, I mean, because it, it just, and that's what makes the, that game fun. It's crazy and genius, don't you think? I mean, it's just like, you know what? We could just have any idea we want and it can fit into Smash Up. Well, look at that. Like, what is the, what is the one with the, the Russian Baron? Bear country? Calvary. Bear Calvary. I mean, that's just like. So you can play ghosts and Bear Calvary together. Yeah. I know, and it's just, I mean, some of the, I mean, there were a couple of things about it that I, I found bothersome. I mean, some of the, some of the combos, I'm not going to say were overpowered, but some of the combos could bog the game down, you yeah. know, with, with some of their, uh, cause a game like Smash Up is, you're supposed to be playing it fast and just, and not really caring whether you win or lose. You should just be like, uh, burning through your cards and, and having a good time with it. With like, when you had zombies, and I forget what the other one was, but like, when you, zombie, I think it was zombies and aliens or something. Because you, you, you're you like going through your discard pile constantly and pulling cards out. And it just it would slow the game down and it would kind of make it uh, uninteresting, I guess. You know, because <laughs> in your, a game like that, you should never be waiting for your turn. You, know, you should just be like, I play this card. I play this card. I play this card. Okay, score that base. Okay, I play this card. I play this card. And that's how that game should be. But and, and I don't want to make I mean maximum throwdown and and uh, all those and uh, some of the other games that AEG are putting out are are definitely something I want to check out as well. But uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the Cthulhu set for Smash Up. Yeah, I think that'll be awesome. And I think <laughs> well, if take a look at maximum throwdown because that's another one that's that's something that like I'll piggyback into my bag uh, along with trains just because like dexterity throwing the card, depending on which way the card lands, face up or face down, certain actions will occur. And, and I think that's just a game that will be uh, a lot of fun too. So AG, I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be flat out honest. Um, I thought they had gotten a little stagnant. Uh, you know, they were just pumping out Thunderstone, uh, uh, expansions. They were just pumping out, uh, like kind of fairly uninspired, in my opinion, uh, Euros, uh, in, in that Tempest genre of games that they are doing and i, I felt I, I mean it's like they're one of my favorite companies just because they they just they constantly seem to always always have been making games that i really found interesting but um i just i hadn't been impressed with like the last oh six seven months of what they've been doing but now they came up with their what they're releasing and even like the small little card games that they have um the card of the dead and mm-hmm. and uh, that agent hunter game i mean they they just they look like a, they'll be a lot of fun and yep. uh and I, you know, I, I've gotten to, it's weird. It's like, you know, four or five years ago when I started in this little, uh, uh, hobby, um, I was really into big, long, three hour, four hour epic games of whatever. And I still like those, but I have really started to understand how fun and nice it is to play just a quick little 15, 20 minute card game that's, that's challenging. But, you know, I don't have to be bolted down to the table for an evening to enjoy myself. I completely agree with you. I still love my descent and all that stuff. But yeah, if it comes down to it, give me an opportunity to play four or five games and the amount of time it'll take me to play one. And I will more than likely choose those four or five games unless I'm really in the mood for, for a sit down. Oh yeah, I mean, and there's games like that that somebody will say something to me and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, let's do it." Like, I mean, if I'm in a mood to play Game of Thrones, I, and like, mm-hmm. I'll say, "Yeah, let's do this." You know, it's like just you know, I don't want to be Tyrell, but you know, just like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let, let's play this and let's have a good time. But yeah, I mean, you know, even even like the 45 minute medium weight Euros, things like Rialto and stuff like that, I, I the, the, that's just fun for me right now, and and it 
it, it ties in with my, my, my day-to-day life a lot easier. So there you go. All right. So we agree. Just hit the AEG booth and look around. Oh yeah. <laughs> hit it, hit it. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I don't know for sure if Todd will be there, but Todd was there. He was a constant presence, which is really cool. Uh, that, that like, you know, here's this guy that, you know, he's, you know, his whole thing. I mean, and, and I actually, I asked him a bunch of questions like how he got started. And like, he basically got started as an L5R player that, that, that really liked the game. And then it was one of those things where he, you know, he, he met the right people within the company. Um, and then he stayed in contact with him when he was going through college and when he got out of college. Um, you know, they offered him a job and then like, and then he kind of like, he was an L5R, you know, production designer and things like that. And he slowly moved up the ladder. And, uh, pretty soon, yeah, he's just like, the head honcho in charge of development and, 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 you know, just basically, he's not like obviously the owner of the company or anything like that, right. but, you know, he's the one who, he's the one who makes all the big decisions. And, and it's, it's really awesome that a guy that is in that role, he just, he's, he's, he's talking to anybody and anyone about, about the games and having a good time. So. All right. What do you, what, I'll, what else I'll do you I'll introduce you. I'll introduce you. Okay. No, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Uh, this is, um, this is weird because, uh, <laughs> I'm one of the few people in this that I know of that did not really like Kalis. Uh, I, I understand that people like that they, they consider that to be kind of like worker placement, the godfather of worker placement games. And I was never, I was never huge into Kalis. I, I mean, I, I'll play it if somebody had, brings it out, but it didn't do much for me. I'm right there with you, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one that, yeah, I got taught and, uh, I, I was like, okay, I probably won't be the one to recommend bringing this out again. But, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But the designer who, from what I understand, and I don't know 100% for sure if this is the case or not, but, um, the designer, William Atia or Atia, or I don't know how exactly you pronounce his name, has been relatively quiet for a fairly long time. He just hasn't come up with a new game. He, you know, he, he made, uh, Kalis, like the, the Kalis card game version oh, yeah, of it. That's right. But he has a new game called coming out called Spirium or Spirium, uh, Asmodee, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to have extremely limited copies uh, at Gen Con. And it's looks like it's a small little worker placement, uh, variable player powers card game. Um, it looks looks interesting. The price point is right because you know the one thing that does stink obviously when you go to gen con is that you're paying for everything at msrp obviously they're not giving you any uh, breaks on the prices because well people that buy games they're not gonna but this one's like 35 bucks and it looks like a lot of game for the 35 dollars and so um two things basically one uh i'm intrigued by the theme it's kind of a steampunky theme and uh two, anything where they say we're only gonna have a few hundred copies, well, okay, fine. Here, take my money. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the game, you know. Because I'll be honest with you, there's when I because I I review stuff, you know, it's like if if I review a game that's like two years old, nobody cares. You know, and not that nobody cares, but if I review something that's on the cusp of, of uh its release date, that's what draws people, you know, to my work. And and I'm always looking at increasing my, my, my fan base, if you will. Just because um, you know, I mean I wanna I wanna reach as many people as I possibly can. And and it's it's reviews of stuff that recently have come out that, that allows me to review older games and then and then also then inherently bring those older games to the attention of, of other people. So so there you go. I don't know if you've heard about Spirium or not, or Spirium or. <laughs> yeah, I, I, a little bit, but it is, hasn't been huge on my radar. Like I said, I, 
I haven't been doing a lot of game hunting for this Gen Con. So oh, yeah. I just thought I'd kind of cruise the hall, but there are a few things that I've, I've kind of already know about or, uh, I'm looking forward to. You're going to, you're just going to network, right? Uh, I'm going to do a, a, quite a bit of that. Yeah. I mean, shake some hands, uh, you know, do some recording up. for the podcast, all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Just pucker up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Well, good for you. <laughs> No, I mean, and the thing is, it is, it is fun. I mean, it is, it is, it is a good time to, uh, you know, just, just to talk to people. And, and because there's so many people, like, you'll, you'll exchange emails with them or you'll, or you'll, uh, you know, just have conversations with them, you know, over Facebook and things like that. But to actually, like, sit down and see them across the table and, and, and shake their hand and stuff, that's, like, one of the really cool things about being at the, uh, being at Gen Con. All right. So what's your what's your game? What what are you looking at? What are you what are, what are you interested in? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit here. <laughs> Already, we're on like the uh, second. Yep, game I'm I'm cheating good. I'm cheating on the second game. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm doing a lump here just because I am overall pretty excited about the fact that this is the year of Shadowrun. So, uh, you know, Catalyst Games is coming out with a full line of Shadowrun type games right now. So, uh, we were able to get a hold of a, an advanced PDF of the fifth edition for Shadowrun, and we reviewed that on the podcast, and we had a blast with that. Is it okay? Okay. Well, now that I sure. have you as a. Uh, <laughs> now, Catalyst is. They own, like, Battletech and Shadowrun, and what else are they publishers of? Shadowrun, Battletech, Duke is theirs. Yeah, they asked me like the longest time ago if I wanted to review Duke, and I just, I, I totally didn't. And then I remember, I, and then I forgot to get back to them. And then when I did, they had like already sent the review copies out. <laughs> maybe, maybe I can beg a copy off of them when I get there. To go, <laughs> <laughs> you can try. I can try, yeah. All you can do, you know, all I can say is no, right? Well, no, and then kick you in the junk. Well, yeah, okay. For asking the question. <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen. No, hopefully. <laughs> but the other one I'm looking forward to is Crossfire, which is their deck builder for Shadowrun, which I think is kind of a cool idea to be a cooperative deck builder because you're building your shadow. You're all playing part of the Shadowrun team. The only thing I don't care for is they're doing the uh, giving you stickers to up when you because you can you can do upgrades to your characters and stuff so they want you to basically place stickers on your cards and stuff I think that's that part is kind of dumb I prefer well, are they that like actual there. stickers yes. or are they I mean so like they, they're they're stuck on there then or yes. and I think I just recently saw they're like well you know we're sure we're sure you guys will figure out a way not to actually put them on your on your cards if you really don't want to or some other way to track it. And it's like, no, why, why don't you <laughs> give me that option in the game? Cause I don't, I don't want to put stickers on my cards. Yeah. I mean, that, that, you know, I remember a long time ago, it was like, I mean, this, this is kind of a, a, a healthy jump, but one of the first things I really started doing before I started reviewing board games and stuff, I, I did a lot of written reviews for RPG stuff. And I remember like there was, like this one module or this one like mega module. I don't know. Back when, back when third edition D and D came out and they made everything open source and basically the entire D and D thing just exploded, you know, cause everybody and their cow yep. was, uh, was, was, was printing out a, a splat book full of a bunch of crap. And, but there was some like mega adventure or whatever. And the thing was on the, on the, on the, like the front of the thing, it's like only need, only needs 
third edition player's handbook to play. I mean, which was true. That was like, it, player's handbook had all the rules. The DMG book for third edition really didn't have, you know, it had like magic weapons and stuff, but what, I'm getting beyond myself here. But <laughs> the point was, it was like this thing said only need, uh, player's handbook to play because they had all of the information for all of the monsters and stuff inside the book. So anyway, so I'm, I'm going through this thing and then all of a sudden you get to this point where there's an entire like chapter. Uh, of this module that is all about uh, fighting all these psionic creatures. But, okay, wait, you don't have the psionic handbook, then you're not going to be able to, you know, <laughs> use this book. And I remember, and then, like, I looked in the appendix, and they actually had said, if you don't have the psionics handbook, you can go to our website, and you can print off, uh, like, they, they had, like, they, they had a PDF or something that you could print off to, to substitute for the monsters. And my my opinion was, I shouldn't have to, you know, right, I mean, yep. it's just like, you know, it's like you shouldn't, you shouldn't, that, that, that shouldn't be a stipulation for me to use your product. And, and that, that this thing, and that like, that was a long way to go for not much of an explanation, but <laughs> why would, why would a company like say, I'm sure you can figure out something else to do? Well, I suppose, yeah, I could sleeve those cards and then maybe I could take, like, if, if you supplied me with the, um, the raw data of the stickers, or if I just, I, I, I'm already thinking of you, you could take the pictures, you could, you take the stickers, you could scan them, and then you could, you could print them off on, on that, um, there's special paper out there. Now you probably have to go to like a Kinko's or something. But, um, what's, what's, what's that stuff that kids use that, that like, it's the stuff that sticks because of like static electricity? They're like the rubber things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking no, about? I like, don't. like, okay. Uh, you have kids, Jeff? Uh, none, none in, at the house anymore. No, no, not at the house anymore. Okay, would you would would you throw them out? But <laughs> no, but um, no. I mean, like, my daughter has all these things. It's like they're they're like you know they, like how you, you you have like a kind of like a plasticky sheet of paper, and it's usually got a person on it that's that's in their skivvies, and then you like then you put on the the pants, and then you put on the shirt, and that way you can dress oh, up whoever it is. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah, I don't remember so, what they're called though, but yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. So, I mean, I like color forms or something like that. Yeah, you know, I could see doing something like that, and you could pull it off that route, you know, and and it would look you 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 wouldn't have to like the stickers wouldn't stick or something like that. But still, that just seems like a poor decision on their part. Yeah, it, it's the like I said, it's the one thing that really bothers me. But I do like the idea. I do like the fact that they're making it a co-op deck builder and that you're basically part of a Shadowrun team. So I, I'm willing to check it out, but the sticker thing does bother me. And then uh, the other thing they're doing, of course, is Sprawl Gangs, which is their mi- miniatures game that they're going to do for Shadowrun, which I'm not a big miniatures player, but uh, I'll definitely give it a look just because it's Shadowrun. And if it's pre-painted, they may even get me into it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's that. I got so the fifth edition Shadowrun rules are they good? Yes, we enjoyed them a lot. We we had a good time. We actually, I ran a one shot because uh, shortly after we got it, uh, we we got it about a week to go through it. We got it a week before they they needed a review out, so we just took a week and kind of poured through the PDF. Liked what we saw, but kind of went, yeah, we you know we like it. We we like the changes they made. They make sense. They they've cleaned up a lot of good stuff. Now we just want to see it played. So we had a Rochester Gamers Community Game Day come up shortly after we got it. So I told them I was going to run a one-shot there, and they're like, yeah, go for it. So I ran a one-shot, and we played a little bit of it. And, uh, yeah, I, 
I like it. We we had a blast, and they definitely cleaned up character creation, which was one of the biggest things that needed cleaning up in Shadowrun, as far as we're concerned. I always liked the character creation because you you spent like three four hours making your dude, you know, just well, adding just all it. the stuff. Yeah. But... It was so crunchy though. So what is it now? Is it just you know, just really basic? I mean, that, no, that's... it's not really basic. I mean, there's there's still a lot to it, and you still get to customize it. But w- what they have is they they have like this priority table. And it goes like uh, priority A through E, and then it has these columns. And each column uh, you pick a priority for, and you can only use each priority once. So E is like, I, I don't care about this, right? So, uh, for instance, for for uh, your meta type, you'd pick E if you only want to be human because that's the only thing available. Well, that sounds, like, that, that sounds like it was before, though. If no, correctly. No, because I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Because that used to be how how we used to make it. Because that was like one of the things I always hated about. But it was because if I wanted to be a troll, right. you couldn't be a million. You couldn't be a millionaire troll because you'd have to, you had to use your top level whatever it was to be. Well, what edition did you play? Well, I don't, I played most of the editions. I played the edition, I think I even played first edition back in the day where you used to roll for every single bullet. So combats lasted forever when you like, if you went full auto and shot yeah. 10 shots, you'd roll the dice for every single bullet. Cause fourth edition is straight up, here's your points, spend them. Yeah, you, fifth edition's already losing me. It's like, uh, see, I like it, especially over fourth. Fourth is where uh, I, I've always been interested in Shadowrun, uh, but never had a group to play it uh, until fourth. So fourth, I got to play quite a bit. I liked it, but it was one of those things. It's like, okay, we're going to play here coming up in a month, so we're going to schedule a couple nights for everybody to make characters. And this I like because I could make characters. I even did a couple of quick uh, pseudo-random NPCs for the one shot using the tables and, and a D six and, and then fleshing it out after that. I liked it. We both All did right, actually myself, enough. myself and Jordan liked it a lot. I'll take a look at it. I'll take a look. <laughs> at it. I, anyway, I, I've got my fourth edition book still. So if I want to play, I still got those. So that's, that's my number two year of the shadow run stuff. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Jordan and I are both upset that we waited too long and did not get in on the fifth edition demos. Um, but, Shortly after we were upset about that was when we got the PDF in our lap and got to run a one-shot, so we can't complain too much. Oh, well, that's good, though. It's good. Yeah. One-shots are fun. I always like playing one-shots because it's like, eh, I don't care what my guy happened to my guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I dive into the snake pit. Let's see what happens. All right, I'll go next. You bet. Um, and if, you don't, if you're not interested in this, then, uh, well, you suck. But um, <laughs> nice. Paizo will have uh, Pathfinder, the, card, the adventure card game. Uh, yes. Rise of the Rune Lords, and the and the very first expansion, yep. which looks amazing. It looks like it's in totally soloable, which is cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just everything. It looks like they they took uh, Pathfinder, which okay, I played a ton of Pathfinder. I've been playing. I'm in a Pathfinder campaign right now, um, but I'm I'm a little tired of how splatty. Three point five and Pathfinder God. I mean, just you know, fighter. I mean, I have a, I have a, you know, like a a, a two handed weapon fighter specialist guy. He's like, you know, and and he, you know, he does you know hundreds of points of damage in a round. You know, it's just ridiculous. You know how how ramped up the the fighting is. I mean, I I played D anD D. I started playing D anD D when I was like six years old, and I mean, I 
I'm I'm a old school D and D player, so I'm playing in a Pathfinder campaign, but I'm running a first edition AD and D game. You know, and I I'm 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 having so much more fun running that just because it's so you know combat is is both more exciting due to the fact that it's it's just you know it's actually kind of brutal and um we're not using any grids or anything like that so i mean it's so going back you know if you're an old school guy i, I definitely recommend just just revisiting it and realizing how much the, the whole your D or pathfinder has has grown but regardless the card game if you look at it it looks awesome uh it's like you just have a campaign it's co-op play, like you mentioned, that you were interested in. Um, you get to, you know, level up uh, adventurers and, and, and just play cards, and it just it it looks really good. With stickers? That, no, it's got no <laughs> stickers. No stickers. But um, yeah, it's like you gotta you have to defeat villains. Uh, you know, and there's like a the villain is represented by like a deck of cards, and then like that represents challenges and things um, that you fight, like monsters and what have you. And then, uh, you, you get to, um, after every game, you get to like level up your, your, your character. And so like, they'll be able to move on to like the next adventure and things like that. And so it's, it looks like, um, the sky's the limit for the game too. They, they'll be able to add tons of more characters, tons of more adventures, different, different levels of adventures. So it's, it looks really, really good. And, um, if you, if you want to pick it up too, the, the, the what you should do is go to, the Paizo webpage, um, and then choose to subscribe to that game. And what that means is you subscribe to it and you get it for 20% off. And normally the, the, the shipping makes that wash, mm-hmm. but you can choose pick up at Gen Con and they'll have a copy for you. And so then you go there and you pick it up. So it's, it's the, the, the base game and the expansion are 80 bucks together. So you get a 20% off, which, you know, I mean, it's, it's not a huge discount, but for Gen Con, that's huge because normally you pay full price for everything. Right. And then, so you're going to pick it up for right around $65. And then just remember this, then go back into Paizo and just cancel your, cancel your, your subscription if you want to. Because what'll happen then every single time they come with an expansion, they'll just charge whatever credit card you gave them. And then, and then, um, you know, the, the game will, you know, we'll just, uh, you know, you'll get everyone that will be shipped right to your door. So, but there you go. That's, that's my big one. Yep. One of my big ones. I have that one as well. Actually, I got some extra ones just in case we, uh, tied it. But yeah, I did my subscription as well to pick up at Gen Con for this one. boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I, that game just, it looks, the artwork looks amazing. I mean, it's the standard Pathfinder artwork, but the Pathfinder right. artwork looks awesome. And yeah, everything about it. It looks really well done and, and really impressive. So. Yeah, and Jordan is all happy because then he doesn't have to uh, keep debating whether or not he should pick it up. He was, he was so relieved to hear that I did the subscription. He's like, oh, thank God. Now I can wait and see. what <laughs> I, I could play your copy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, just buy it. Buy it so I can play it. <laughs> That's what that's what my group is too. My group, they 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 would they nobody buys any board games in my group. It's just they just go into my room. And, Let's play this. They just drag games off the shelf. You know, I don't want to play that. Oh, I want to play it. Okay. So for my third one, then I think oh. I'll go with uh, one that everybody is extremely curious about and hoping comes out proper. So Gale Force Nine's Firefly the game. 
Yeah, that's... So it's one that everybody's like... I mean, just the comments are basically, don't screw this up. (laughs) 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 So it'll be interesting to see. It's not one that I'm like... Why don't I already own this? It's I'm in that same boat. It's like, please be decent. Please be a good game. And uh, please be something that maybe I could come back. Because my fiance is a big Firefly fan now as well. So it would be nice if it's a, a well-themed and solid mechanic game that I could bring home that she could potentially play. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, I get, you know, there's, there's, I have, I have many Joss Whedon fanboys in my in my my group of, of friends so you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh bash on anybody for having things that they they enjoy i i understand uh firefly being interesting and everything like that and i i, I get why it was popular um it didn't really turn my crank uh you know so to speak it was it was cool and all i guess but i don't know it was what it was but i don't know this game, it looks like it's kind of a mishmash of, um, what's I'm looking for here? Well, uh, Legends of Zaya, which was a game that is in Kickstarter, was really successful, and that's coming out here in, like, hopefully next year sometime. And, uh, Shadow League, if you, if you played that, it was kind of a Europe game that had a limited release over here. So it's like, you know, singular spaceship, story-driven game, but they're throwing the Firefly theme on top. Of it. Yeah. And, and so it'll sell like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's got, and plus, if I, I think if you buy it at Gen Con, they have some limited edition, like, figure or something you get with it, or a card or something. So I'm sure it'll sell like crazy because you will want that. If you want the extra swag, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm really, I'm on the curiosity side. It's. Oh, I, I'm totally interested in it. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, and I'll take a look at it. It's, it's on my, it's on my maybe list. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's like I said, it's not something that I'm like, why don't I own it now? But it is something that because I I do enjoy Firefly, and like I said, my my fiance really got into it as well once she watched it. So just having that kind of stuff is 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 nice. Yeah, the best part about Firefly is that they finished the first season with no ambiguity, and they didn't need to have another season after that. <laughs> nice, <laughs> jackass. <laughs> Why do I record with so many people that like to be jackasses? Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. Um, all right. So, uh, my next, my next game. It's probably one that like, uh, is, is flying under the radar a little bit. And this is another one of those games that like, it's going to have like a kind of a lower price point. But I, I, I remember I, I've been reading about this game for so long and I've been excited about kind of weirdly, strangely excited about this one. But, uh, it's called Castaways it's from Passport Game Studios. They did Tokaido, which is a really light uh, worker placement game. That's fun. Kalua, which is a, a pretty fun little island worshiping uh, little island gods game. If you've mm-hmm. heard of it, it's a little yep. fun game. But then um, Castaways is uh, a game of it's it's a cooperative sort of worker placement uh, storytelling adventure where everybody's trapped on the same island and all of you have to work together to get off of the island and to basically keep everybody alive, keep everybody fed. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I have heard of this one. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, and then, and then make sure that when the rescue ship, uh, passes by, you have the wherewithal to have the signal flare, uh, or the signal fire to, to ready to, to get you off the, off the, the, the island. I'm a little bit concerned because 
it's it's a game that like it's a co-op game, but it's one of those it's a co-op game, but there can be only one winner because <laughs> it does the whoever did the most to help it gets the most story points, if you will, is the winner of the game. But if like you don't get rescued, nobody wins. And so games like that do have the possibility of having an issue where, well, if I'm not going to win, you know, screw it, we all starve. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I mean, it, it's definitely uh, you have to have the right group of people to play, or you just have to throw the storytelling points out the window, and everybody just has to work together. But then the problem with that is, is that sometimes the game itself inherently is built with that aspect placed into it that you have to be like competitive to kind of make the game tough. So I, I want to pick it up. Um, the artwork looks amazing. Uh, everything I read about it over the last like year or two that it's been in production made it very interesting and so and plus it's like 45 bucks which is actually you know once again relatively cheap now for, for board games it seems like every, every board game that comes out seems like it's 60 dollars or 70 dollars now so it, it castaways is definitely i'll come home with it in, in my bed so well my number four should really and i, I just want to point out these are not in like any type of order i'm just fine oh okay <laughs> <laughs> but my number four should really not be a surprise to uh, most of our listeners because it's been mentioned at least twice uh, on on separate podcasts. So uh, why are you are you going to tell those seven people then? Well, those seven people need to know. Oh, see, so you're supposed to be offended. No, no, dude, you the, are you kidding? That's high <laughs> praise. We usually, I think we, I think our count is up to five when we talk on the podcast. So you just gave us two extra listeners. Oh well, you know I'm always I'm always trying to pat you on the back. You're a giver. You're a giver, Lance. I'm a giver. <laughs> Gravwell Escape from the Ninth Dimension, which is uh, going to come out from Cryptozoic. Uh, Don't do it, man. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> that's fine. I'm interested in it because it's it's different uh, than a lot of things that I've seen. It's got some interesting mechanics behind it that I'd like to see him play. And uh, I am uh, really interested to see what Corey puts out. So this is uh, Corey Young created it. Yeah. And the whole, you know, the working against the black hole thing and push and pulling against the other ships and all that. I mean, it's it's really intriguing to both myself and, and Jordan. So we're looking forward to at least checking it out. Very cool. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just... I've had, I've had such bad luck with Cryptozoic games. It's and I, it's not that I think that they're a bad company or anything like that. Maybe it just doesn't hit on all cylinders for me. But they're definitely a try before I buy. Um, well, cri- uh, for us, Cryptozoic, we have always said on the podcast that Cryptozoic is a fifty-fifty for us. It's it's a flip of the coin kind of thing. Is this the good game or the bad game that they're kind of putting out? So I I, I don't fault you for that at all. I can't believe how badly they made that uh, DC deck builder. I mean, I, I know people who love it, but I mean, it's just like I, I don't gonna, mind it. If you're going to go to the trouble of having one of like the best themes you can possibly pay money to get, mm-hmm. how would you actually make the theme make sense? And I, and I know I've said this in other podcasts and other <laughs> reviews and things like that, but I don't want somebody to go, okay, well, I play Aquaman and he's using Wonder Woman's lasso yep. and he's driving the Batmobile. It's like, yeah. no. And we actually, yeah, we did a, a legendary and a DC deck building review one as well. And, uh, the other part that obviously it's like, okay, so the villain sits there until I engage him. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, and it's not like, uh, any type of battle. It's like, so until I can buy the villain, uh, he's just going to sit over there, huh? Okay. 
Uh, so that, that, yeah. So, I mean, we, I like what legendary did. I like the feeling that, you know, the, the villains are on a track, a timed kind of track and they're escaping and things happen if they escape and that kind of stuff. I like that one a little bit more, but yeah, I, can I play the DC one? Sure. And I, and I, I can have an okay time with it, but yeah, it's not my favorite by any means. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, Cryptozoic, I mean, strangely, even though I don't really follow the web comic at all, but Cryptozoic has that one, uh, uh, I can't even think of the name right now. Lock and okay. key. Is that it? No, no. Huh? Um, I, I'm going to have to look it up. I, I, I'm drawing a complete and total blank. Give me a second here. Popular <laughs> web comic. Um, oh, web comic. That they, they have a, they have a deck builder game based off of. <sighs> See, what? you call yourself a fan of things. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> That couldn't be more, uh, more out there, right? Um, dang it. Now, you know, right now there's like 17 people. Well, no. Screaming, the, the yes. Se- the seven people that, that listen to your, uh, listen to your podcast are screaming the name of it right now. And I'm, uh, trying to find out. I, Maybe- I, I sympathize with them because that's me in my car some days listening to other podcasts. And, you know, and, and I, you know what? I'm, you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to like, I'm going to be like really mad at myself here because I, um, <laughs> maybe it isn't them. Hold on. Yeah, I'm trying to think because the, the big Penny and, Arcade. Penny oh, Arcade. Penny Arcade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I got the wrong group, but I've been like, I'm a complete moron and it's, and it's recorded for all of eternity. <laughs> no, um, Penny Arcade, the, the, the little card game. I mean, it's, it's, it's surprisingly fun. And, um, from what the, what very little I've read of the Penny Arcade, uh, webcomic is that it is actually very thematic and, and follows their little exploits very well. So, you know, that's a game that I, I was surprised I enjoyed. I actually haven't played that one yet. Oh, you should. It's really light and it's, it's fun, but you know, whatever. It, it, it's, it's, it's a good, it's good stuff. All right. Number five, sir. Now this one, this one, you, you say like certain things are 50-50 for you. This company is so 50-50 for me as far as whether or not, uh, their stuff is good or not. Um, WizKids. There are some games of theirs that are just, I, I, I can sit down and play anytime and I have a good time. Uh, a la Quarriers, um, Mage Knight. And there are some games that they do, uh, that. If I'm only like, they could re- write a decent rule book for Mage Knight. They don't. <laughs> well, the Mage Knight rule book isn't so. Oh. I mean, Please, it's, it's, it's horrid. It's it's a little bit of a slog. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll, I you know what I took crap for probably a year for not teaching Mage Knight because I just didn't want to slog through the rule book. I kept trying. I passed it off to Jordan. He came back and is like, "Why is this so bad?" And I'm like, "Exactly. Why haven't we played this damn game yet? Because of that rule book." You you haven't played it yet. I haven't. He played half of a game because somebody else showed up, showed up at Jordalcon, uh, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to get there this year and taught him like or taught taught it to them. So, and apparently, they're going to do it again here, hopefully soon. Um, oh, you got to play that game, man! Well, it, we will, so but as soon it, it's one of those deals where you know somebody else has got to take the time for this because I just don't have I don't have the the time or patience to dedicate to that bad of a rule book. It's literally as close as you'll get to the old magic realm game. Uh, in, in, <laughs> unless you, unless, unless you ever get in, unless magic realm ever gets reprinted, which is always kind of hinted at and 
and people wonder about. But no, that that game is awesome. It's it's. I mean, it's even a really good solo game. I don't really like playing solo. Games. I've heard it's a great game, and I would love to believe it. And someday, maybe I'll play it. Well, maybe if, maybe <laughs> uh, maybe this year, maybe next year, Con on the Earth, I'll bring mine along, and you know, I can play it. It's yeah. it's a it's an investment game. You, you're sitting down for a good three hours, even yes. in the, even on the, the most simple scenario. So. Yeah, and that that's the other problem too, is because because uh, of my commute and stuff. And our game nights are usually, or Michael has game nights on Thursday night. And because of my commute, I can only stay for a couple hours. He doesn't start till like seven, so it's hard to get. I mean, you know, you, you can't you can't get in those marathon games, or at least I can't. So I either show up and go, all right, I'll I'll hang out with you guys for a while, which I'm fine. I'm usually fine with. I, I like the social aspect more than anything. Yeah. But it's hard to say, okay, we're going to play Mage Night and, you know, it's going to go three some hours. <laughs> it's like, well, I can't, I can't do that because I got to get up in the morning and drive for an hour. And, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but, um, but the, well, maybe we should play it at that Gen Con. We're a trapped audience there. We're not going anywhere. Uh, it could happen. Yeah, it could. <laughs> it could. But anyway, um, yeah, Star Trek Attack Wing. Uh, okay, yeah. They, yeah, hey, they, yeah. Well, let's get back to what your number five is. <laughs> yeah, number five, Star Trek Attack Wing. They got the license, uh, for the Flight Path, uh, game system. So all you haters who are all grumpy about, oh, they're just, they're just copying X-Wing, you know, um, which now that I just mentioned X-Wing, just so anybody knows, I mean, they, from what I understand, wave three ships will be at, uh, Gen Con. So if you're an X-Wing fan. Uh, definitely, uh, you'll be able to pick those up. But I want to pick up at least the base game for uh, the Star Trek Attack Wing. I want to give it a shot. It looks looks pretty fun. Um, it looks like you'll be able to play. Since the big difference for me is that it'll be a uh, a game like X Wing, which I enjoy. But this one will have multiple uh, uh, sides. So if you play, you play three or four people. It isn't the teams. Um, you can have one person is the Romulans, one person is the Klingons, one person is the Federation, and all three of you will fight each other. It'll have, from what I understand, it's also using, uh, like, not only like the, the kind of standard X-Wing look, but also the hero clicks things. Uh, plus, if you buy anything there, you will receive the Khan Noonan Singh promo card. <laughs> and I'm a sucker, uh, for Gen Con promos. So I'm going to pick it up. I mean, it's just, it's kind of like one of those, I'm a sucker. I mean, the models, uh, the model, the pictures I've seen of the models have, I mean, but you can't really compare it to X-Wing because X-Wing model and FFG is always over the top with how their stuff looks. The, I got to see the actual models for Star Trek up close and see what they look like before I'm going to totally pass judgment. But the models do look a little iffy, but I still think it's going to be fun. I still think, I, I'm still really interested in it. So that's my fifth game. Uh, Star Trek Attack Wing, pick some of that up and uh, play the heck out of the one there. Well, I've got for my, fi- I had a bunch of various little things on here just in case we, uh, we cross paths on a couple of things like Pathfinder Adventure card game. There you go. And some of them are expansions that I'm looking forward to and I, I hate to leave everybody out, but I decided for my fifth one since we've been talking, I've got to say it's Heroes of Metro City. Really? Yeah, it's 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 one of those deals I've talked about it quite a bit while the Kickstarter was going on. I backed it. For Jordan and I, especially okay, Jordan's kind of our resident comic geek, and I just started to kind of get into comics a bit again now. I'm starting to read some various things and I've I don't want to say former co- comic geek, but uh, former addict comic geek maybe yeah. <laughs> is a better term. So, I mean, I've always been into comics and stuff as well. So anytime we can 
we're always on the lookout for good superhero type games. So obviously Sentinels of the Multiverse is awesome for us. I that mean, that's the that's that is the best co op game. Right. That's the game to beat right now. No, I mean no, I mean they're 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 and I'm my favorite game in the whole wide world is Arkham Horror. Mm-hmm. But the absolute best cooperative game where each person actually feels like they're doing something and there isn't one person telling everybody else what to do and go there and buy that and do that and do this each person has has a role to play uh and and that is that is the truest most pure co-op game out there and if you're a co-op fan there is absolutely no reason why you don't own sentinels of multiverse anyway go ahead and it's currently my top superhero game as well there's no comparison. Right. There's, 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 name another one that, that that's even half as good. No, it's it's again, it, and it's sad to me that there, there isn't. So, I mean, I mean, Legendary is a good game, but I don't. Really, yes. I don't really. I don't. I don't consider that really like a superhero game. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's I, got the theme on it, but yeah, I, I, we enjoy it and we love play and we play it quite a bit. Yeah. But Sentinels still is the number one to me. But you don't you don't play legendary and sit there and like act out what's going on when you're playing it. You don't like as you're playing like your little Hulk or Spider Man cards. You aren't like you aren't. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you're not envisioning I'm Spider Man and I'm swooping in to save the bystander. You don't you don't see that. You do, I just see it as no. I'm, you're you're more concerned about your chains. Yeah, I'm I'm chaining my cards together so I can defeat that villain and I can grab those points and yeah. and then, you know do my thing. I mean that right. that's what it is. To me. Well, and that and that's a big part of it too. Is 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 you're not the everybody's got to try to make sure people don't escape or else it hurts everybody and you can all lose together. But then there's the but there's only one winner aspect yeah, I mean, that kind of works against a superhero style game. I mean, really, it's 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 a rethemed. Thunderstone game with um, a little bit of ascension, yep. mm-hmm. and that's what it is. And it's it's a fantastic deck builder game. It, it, don't get me wrong; I love playing Legendary, mm-hmm. but it is not a superhero game. So, Heroes of Metro City, uh, I've been kind of looking forward to. Hopefully, this comes up in that genre as well, uh, and and makes it into a top pick for me. It's from Threesome Games. I'm actually sitting down with Threesome Games next week, I think it is. I, I'm going to interview them and put that out right before we go to Gen Con. So I'm gonna, do they uh, live near you or something? Are they no, going to the no. compound? No, they're not coming to the compound. They're, they're I, Actually, I think uh, we're doing it uh, via Skype. Hey, attaboy. Uh, I've been in contact with them off and on and talked about the game, and we just decided, hey, let's have a sit-down before right before uh, we all head off to Gen Con. So Hey, you wanna you wanna name drop me and see if they'll send me a copy? <laughs> yeah, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just hey, I'm just putting it out there. Are they actually gonna have copies at Gen Con? Are they having a booth or? I think they're in a booth. They have a booth or they're sharing a booth. I can't remember which it is. They have told people on the Kickstarter to shoot them an email uh, if they want Gen Con pickup, which I did, of course, because like I said, I've been waiting for this one. So they must. I don't know if they're going to have them for sale or if they're just demoing cuz you would think then it would be like hey we're you know we're shipping to everybody and then selling the rest at Gen Con. I don't think that's the case. It just seemed kind of like hey we're going to have copies at Gen Con shoot us an email if you want to do Gen Con pickup. But they didn't talk about shipping everything else out that I'm aware of. So I think they're just demoing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So while I've been talking to David and then I saw that and I was like, "Well, by the way, uh yeah, I do want to pick mine up at Gen Con since you're giving me the option. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. 
you're going to be there. Just uh, the one, one, one thing that stinks about being at Gen Con, I'll tell you this right now, is you will get a bunch of cool new games, mm-hmm. and you will then have to you'll you won't be able to take them all back home on the truck or on the plane, and so you will have to send them home via UPS, which is cool that there's a UPS truck there or UPS store there that you just give it and they they box it all up, you give them the address, you pay them the money, and they ship it to your house. But then you beat your games home. And then, and then you're just sitting there. Come on. Except we're driving. You're driving to Gen Con. We are driving to Gen Con. The entire crew is driving, driving to Gen Con. The father so, geek guys and us and we're all. When do you, when do you leave then? We're all leaving Tuesday morning. Like after Gen Con? No, you leave. Did you, what time are you leaving Sunday night then or what are you doing? Sunday, uh, Jordan and I signed up for the Hoplomachus tournament. Okay. Cause. We wanted to spend some time with Adam and Josh. They're great guys. Yeah, they are. Uh, so awesome. we signed up for that, and I think that goes till noon, and then we'll just take off sometime after that. Yeah. Hey, uh, guess guess who's got a cool little uh, uh, token or something in, in the new Hoplomachus uh, game? Uh, Jeff King. Uh, Undead Viking. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> That's right. So All do right. I. <laughs> yeah. Guess guess who guess who's got a uh, Guess who's got a card in Dungeon Roll being released by Taste Mental Games at Gen Con? Oh, guess who's got a uh, card in uh, Euphoria? <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I, Are we really going to do this, Lance? <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, guess who? Guess who's got an upcoming uh, special card in the uh, new? God, what's what's the name of the? Um, I can't think of the game now. Uh, the, the, the Seven Wonders game, but it's the space station game. I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, it's not eminent. Uh, no, it's Core something. World. No. No, it's um, something, something it. space or, uh, but anyway, yeah, I got a card. In that. Nice. <laughs> I just had somebody in our, our court, the group that's kind of traveling up to us. He, he did a retheme of Love Letter. Oh, yeah. And he added all of us into it. It's actually pretty cool. We're going to bring it to Gen Con and, and probably play it. It's, it's kind of funny. Very nice. Yeah. So he's, it's, uh, I forget what he, I think he called me the, uh, board, uh, the gamer, game reviewer, socialite or something like that. I'm like, uh, like number, I'm like number seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's the better question then. Since you're driving, do you travel, do you go through Moorhead? Through Moorhead. Moorhead, Minnesota. I yeah. suppose not. There's no reason for you to head west and yeah. then, yeah. and then head south. Okay. Well, I was just seeing if I could piggyback my game song with you guys, but. <laughs> I guess that wouldn't work. Plus, you'd probably steal them all anyway. Oh, we don't know what happened to them. Uh, <laughs> well, you'll just get them all replaced anyway, because you're going to turn around and name drop and try to get everybody to give you a free game. Oh, well, no. <laughs> it's, it's a rough life. But, you know, honestly, honestly, I, 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 I say that all the time, but I don't get nearly as many free games as some of the other reviewers. I, I mean, I look at, I look at like, I look at like people like Rodney and watch it played. Like he's already got a copy of the Pathfinder game. I'm like, you son of a, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way because Rodney's like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, meet in your life. And, and maybe that's why he gets it. Good karma, you know, cause I'm yeah. just a fucking jerk, you know, so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, but that being said, it's just like, yeah, I mean, it, it, one of the perks, I'm not going to lie. One of the, one of the best perks about, you know, reviewing stuff is that you get comped copies of games but you know and the thing is is that you know i'm just talking I, i'm pretty sure this is I'm, I'm bleeding into what you were thinking about talking about with with uh, cyrus and you and <laughs> it's just you no know, reviewers and, and and reviewing in general and things like that you know i would say 
I, I, I would say 75 to 85 percent of all people who start reviewing games, not that it's their main purpose, but in the back of their head, they've said, man, it'd be cool if, if I didn't have to pay for my, pay for my games. And, and they would send it. <laughs> I didn't go, nah, everybody, and I'm sure there's some of them that just went right out there and said, yeah, I'm going to review games and I'm going to keep doing it until I get to start getting free crap. And, and I, and I, I, you know, very, very prolific game reviewer, um, Matt Drake who is, like, one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my entire life. But he flat out does reviews where he just says, I'm I'm reviewing this, I'm reviewing my sixth Z-Man game, and he has not given me a single free game yet. <laughs> uh, I've sent him many emails, and he just won't respond. So this is my flat out, I'm begging you, please start sending me free stuff. You know, and that, that was, like, in a review of his. And so, you know, it's just like, so, I mean, I, I think, I think some reviewers... I think a lot of them, the, their primary thing is, is that they, they, they feel they have a voice and they feel they have an opinion and, and they feel like the need to share that. And I think that's really cool. But I also think that in the back of their head, I mean, they're just like, well, it'll be nice if, if I get compensated in some way for what I'm doing here. So <laughs> tell me I'm lying. You know, I, I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> I get what you're saying. And, and obviously it's nice when somebody will hand you a game because they want you to take a look at it and give you their opinion. I don't, I personally don't care. <laughs> so, well, that's because you sleep on a bed full of money. So <laughs> yeah, there's that. The expenditure is there. There's that. I mean, for me and actually what we're getting ready to you get, do, you got, you got that, you got that lawyer money girlfriend there sleeping <laughs> next to you. So yeah, you yeah. Know, I've got, I've got, I've got that. that fiance that's paying for lawyer college <laughs> loans as well. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but no, I just, I, I, again, it's almost everything I do is because of the community aspect of things. Now we're getting ready to do a pledge drive in September because obviously it would be nice if the website and the podcast and all that stuff were self-sustaining. Are you talking like a Kickstarter or what? Uh, no, we're not going to do Kickstarter. We're going to do it all off the site. And the biggest reason we're not doing Kickstarter is because of how we're going to do it. It's uh, actually against Kickstarter rules. What's what are you doing? What are you doing? That's... Well, what we're going to do is we're going to do like just either you know straight donations, auctions, or if basically any money we bring in through September. So if somebody pay, pays our our rush review fee in September, somebody buys a, an audio ad for September. All of that money is going to get put into Kitty. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take the money we've already got and do the, run the numbers for what we need for a year. And what we get up to that, we'll keep. So as soon as we hit the we're good for another year mark, anything above and beyond that, I'm splitting 50-50 with a charity. And right now, my contact over at Ronald McDonald House is trying to help push it through so that we give the 50% to them. Uh, it's a little different than they're used to dealing with. And of course, they have guidelines and standards and stuff. But I used to raise money for them when I ran the convention for Gamers Reunion. So she knows me and she knows I'm, you know, I will bring them a check. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Absconded with yeah. Cash. So she's trying to, you know, she's like, I'll, I'll back it and see if we can get it through, even though it's not what we normally would. So if that doesn't go, then I'm going to do probably the Jack Vassal Memorial Fund since we've done things for that auction and stuff in the past as well. But one way or the other, we're doing a 50-50 split after we cover our year for a charity. Well, you'll have to let me know when you do that, man, so I can donate. I can, I can throw some cash away. So. 
No, that'd be awesome. Like I said, it's, it's going to be the whole month of September. I'm also thinking about, because like what's going on right now is kind of cool. We just talked about it in our news thing, but there's a Dog Days of Podcasting where they're making they're a bunch of podcasts pledged to podcast every day for 30 days. I'm thinking about doing that in September. I, I wasn't going to do it this month because of Gen Con and everything, but I might do that during the pledge drive. Might give that a well, shot. Well, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna say to you, why, why don't you have me do podcasts with you more often? Do you, you hate me? No. Am I, am I just... uh, well, let's see. This part of it is this, this half hour conversation is going an hour and a half right now. <laughs> well, that's that's me though. It's like you have to. I just, I just did like a, uh, like a four and a half hour podcast with Joel. Did you, did you see that one? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I commented. I, I remember. I was like, and I thought Jordan and oh, I could right. talk. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Dude, you are always welcome, man. If we can work it out, you're you're more than happy. You know, I was actually just talking. Uh, actually, our last podcast, the one I'm editing right now, uh, I was talking about well we did our our gen con little thing and i'm like yeah you know i've i've talked to lance and we need to meet up and this and that and all of a sudden i just looked over and jordan's giving me these blank stares and i'm like that's you you've never met lance have you no you've never met no i'm like you know what we this it's a good thing you're going to gen con we need to up your game reviewer cred (laughs) There you go. That'll be awesome, man. Because <laughs> he doesn't—he hasn't been to Con of the North, and I'm hoping to get him to Con of the North this year. But I haven't talked to him about that yet. This Sounds coming awesome. this coming year. Well, Jeffrey, it's always a pleasure, my man. Yeah, let's let's find the wrap up point. But before we wrap up here, I just wanted to uh, talk about something you teased a little bit there, and that is the fact that sometime after Gen Con, after I pray to the scheduling gods and and get it all figured out. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take one of the game of crowdfunding interview weeks and turn it into the game of crowdfunding round table discussion because myself, Lance and Cyrus, AKA father geek, three of us are going to sit down and we are going to talk to you about the game reviewer perspective, how, how we come into the Kickstarter, uh, whole, the whole Kickstarter, uh, uh, environment and uh, where we fit into that whole role. So that should be kind of interesting. And and I, I was thinking about this today, actually. It's kind of interesting from another perspective. Uh, the the three people I gather are obviously people that I admire and, and that are friends of mine. But uh, Lance, the other thing is kind of interesting is I do mostly audio reviews. You do video reviews and Cyrus does written reviews. Yes. So that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I was thinking about that today. He's like, oh, well, so we've got a nice across-the-board perspective coming into this. So that would be a lot of fun. Now, usually I try to keep those to an hour, but I am making no promises with both Lance and Cyrus on board. That thing is going to go long. I can't help it. <laughs> we, might all, we might all need to take naps you know, prior to actually starting just to make sure that uh, we're good to go, right? I think so. I think there's going to have to be a lot of caffeine on, on board. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? The other thing I just want to, I want to say, Lance, thanks for sitting down and talking to me tonight. One of the cool things I really like is you and I have hit it off and, uh, and I, I enjoy being around you. And I like the fact that one of the things is you and I don't always agree on uh, games and, and sometimes we have pretty opposite reactions, but we're both cool with that while at the same time giving each other shit for that. <laughs> Well, yeah, and just so you know, I, I, I bag on you uh, behind your back any chance I possibly can. Do oh, I'm fully this. aware. It, it gets back to me. <laughs> Actually, you don't even do it behind my back. There, You have videos on your YouTube channel. 
True enough. <laughs> no, I, 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 I kid because I love. No, I mean the thing is, is that um, Jeff, I, I knew the moment I met you, uh, I knew you, you were, you were like, uh, for, for better, better, for lack of a better term, you were my kind of guy. I, and just, it's one of those things where it's just, uh, it was inevitable that, I, and it's, it's really cool that the one of the best things about this whole thing that we do is the people that we meet, and, yes. uh, and, and the, and the friendships that I have made, you know, with like you and. And you know all, all the other people that uh, I've been lucky enough to uh, encounter by way of these these reviews that I do and the, the networking and everything like that, and that's that's probably like the coolest thing about it. I mean, a- after you know, at some point, it's someday I'll stop doing reviews, for whatever reason, I'll, and I'll, I'll and it just won't be part of my life anymore. And I don't see it happening anytime soon, so my seven fans don't have to worry about me quitting anytime soon. But um, I'm certain that the uh, the friendships and 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 what I've what I've made. Uh, we'll we'll still uh, continue on, and that's that's probably the best part about the whole thing. All right. Well, there you go. That, love fest on that war- on ah. that warm, touching <laughs> sentiment, Lance. Thanks for BSing about Gen Con with me, and uh, I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a big giant man hug when I see you. In <laughs> All right. Evening, okay. Thanks a lot, man. All right, take care, brother. I've got a hundred thousand comics carefully collected, and all the action figures for them carefully selected. The posters and promotions for each superhero movie. My ringtones rank further and Ash saying, I've got each permutation of the Xbox and PlayStation. My anime collection is the finest in the nation.